0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 7th of the 7th, a Wednesday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance and
1: startups. And I'm here with Cara Ordway. Hi. That's got to be lucky. The 7th of the 7th. That's why I probably say it.
0: Um, It was a good day for the market overall. I mean, closing near, if not at the intraday highs, I think near the intraday highs. Um, and really outperforming, you know, the Nikkei was down by nine-tenths of a percent. The XJO up by nine-tenths of a percent. What's Sydney lockdown?
1: Well, exactly. And it's still risk-off when it comes to currencies as well. So, the Australian dollar trading below that 75 handle. But yet, the market loves it. Those tech, tech stocks up
0: in the green. Yeah, well, thanks to U.S. bond yields coming under further pressure. Hey, that reminded me of a conversation I had earlier today with David Sikulski from Carrara Investment Management. I'll give it away (laughs) because if you want to listen to the whole story, you'll have to go to the website or the app. But, yeah, he thinks that there could be further pressure coming on the local currency. And that's got him thinking about really the exporters. You know, any Aussie exporters will be doing well. If, If he said even the Aussie could fall to about 70, what do you think?
1: Yeah, well, a lot of the analysts have now changed their minds. So CBA I had- did. CBA have, exactly. Yeah. And John Noonan we had on the trade this afternoon. He said the next key level is 73.78 to the downside. But below that, there's not much support. So if it moves, it'll move quickly. Yeah, all right. Well, I
0: mean, it's an interesting one where you take commodity prices into consideration. We're expecting really good things out of the iron ore miners as we get to reporting season. But energy, I mean, if you're looking at a sector that really underperformed today, look no further than the oil and gas plays. um, It'll be... Uh, instructive to see how the Aussie reacts to the competing narratives in terms of commodity prices.
1: Yeah, definitely. We had a chat with um, James White from IM uh, this afternoon, and he was talking about that implosion when it comes to OPEC, but he's not worried going forward. He still sees that oil price pushing towards the $100 mark. Uh, But yeah. Look, Australian dollar at the moment, I think, is based on what the central banks are Mm -hmm. doing. There's just so much divergence when it comes to the Fed compared to the ECB, compared to the BOJ. And now what we've heard from the RBA, it's really that narrative that's going to drive those FX markets, I think.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Kelly Woods from Schroeder's later on. She thought that the RBA was hawkish and she listed in that interview a number of the reasons why. It was interesting as well because she said the central banks do talk amongst themselves So she was taking the RBA's hawkish tilt in her interpretation to perhaps showing
1: the Fed's hand
0: uh, in terms of its plans for taper, which she pegs at about the September meeting.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, we've, of course, got those FOMC minutes Mm -hmm. this evening. It'll be interesting to see that ahead of the CPI read, which comes out next week. I think that is the last data point before we get that key information on inflation.
0: Yeah, um, who... I can't even remember who it was today, saying, oh, it was Evan Lucas from InvestSmart if you'd like to go back and take a listen, saying that um, what we will learn tonight isn't going to be anything major in terms of taper or timetable or anything else, but he thinks that the minutes will shake out which Fed, FOMC members, are calling for that taper to happen, which ones moved on the dot plot points. So they will be unmasked tonight. Yeah, exactly. I think he was calling yeah. that
1: Bostic, wasn't was he? Yeah, yeah. Bostic talks...
0: Tomorrow. Uh so yeah, tomorrow our time about the state of the US economy. So I think that'll be an interesting man to
1: watch out for commentary coming from him. Yeah, and hopefully then some more volatility when it comes to those FX markets. <laughs> I just I, every Your day, hopes. I just every day I have to hope for it. I just have to <laughs> yeah. hope for it. <laughs> well,
0: that's so good. All right. Um
1: maybe let's turn to equities. I did mention
0: that we saw uh, the energy space coming under pressure, tech outperforming. In terms of company news, Challenger. So Challenger seeing Apollo and its entity creeping up the register. That did really good things for its share price overall. Uh, you know Nathan Samasundram from Deep Data Analytics, who we have on the program often. He's on Twitter now, and he was tweeting about this one. He's liked this Challenger story for quite some time. So clearly we've got uh, the American entity seeing some value in its business. Um, otherwise, we saw a broker downgrade pushing nanosonics down. Um, look, there wasn't a ton of corporate news out there, but, but enough to get us by.
1: Yeah, exactly. We also had some more picks when it comes to the infra- infrastructure stocks. John Lockton from Wilson Advisory, he said he wasn't surprised on the Sydney airport takeover target because of that growth potential, I guess, the demand as it rebounds once we come out of these lockdowns. Yeah, um,
0: and it's pretty much a monopoly. I mean, Western Sydney airport seems a long way away still. And Cara, we will one day take to the skies one again. Day. One day. One day. Um, I had a chat with Stephen Main from the Main Report today. And it was good timing because, of course, we continue to see Seven, um, seven Group creeping up the Boral Register. Um, you know, it's increased its stake, looks like it'll get the board, looks like it's an eventuality that'll gain control. I had a chat with him about whether that's good or bad for shareholders. And we also chatted about Solomon Liu lifting his stake in Meyer as he's calling on the board to resign. Uh, look, Stephen Main was pretty critical, saying he should just stop this media campaign and put the money on the table for shareholders. And um, caveat to that is, or disclosure, is that he is a Meyer shareholder. So if you'd like to listen to that, it is online. That's for the retail investors out there, perhaps in Myer or Boral. And wondering why some of these big billionaires aren't actually just cutting a check if they want to take over a company.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, talking of the retail space, I had a chat with the chair of mydeal.com.au this afternoon, Paul Greenberg. That was after their PCP was up 111% And that was a record level for the company. Of course, they've moved into furniture, everyone's spending online, they're buying goods for their home. And so their results have been incredible.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, new customers there. Um, I just think it's gonna be so interesting to see how it all shakes out because there's so much competition in that space too. And they're selling the same stuff, essentially, Um, yeah. Will it be life-changing? I don't know. But that's what Kashi was on about <laughs> with his two guests today. I thought it was a questionable segue. Um, so Kashi sat down with Andrew Page from strawman.com, Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial. You may know if you're a regular listener or watcher of the call that this week, Kashi's asking his guests for a life-changing stock. So this is a company that won't necessarily change your life, uh, well, other than monetarily, perhaps. And that's what we're here to do, right? So let's listen in to what these guys picked. It's basically modernising the old clipboard at the end of the bed, uh, which improves hospital efficiencies and patient outcomes. Uh, They're doing a lot of good work at the moment in terms of winning new contracts because the business is still quite small. Every new contract has a fairly material outcome on the business and the business valuation. Um, So that's the business that we think that can potentially change your life maybe not in the next you know one or two years but if you keep holding it and, and then they keep delivering over three four five years it could be a lot higher than where it is today but typically we focus you know, ASX 300 it might take a bit of time but if we can identify CSL's early on and, and Commonwealth yeah. banks you know 20 25 years ago these stocks over time can certainly change your life
1: hey this is a this is a profitable company
0: they make about three million dollars in profit no debt six million dollars in cash uh, high inside ownership pretty thinly traded um, just the other day they came out and said that they'd won a big contract with one of the major hospitals in Singapore and so I think they've got a big uh, a, a lot of uh, potential here if they can start uh, deliver implementing these right. solutions continuing to win there's there's a lot of upside so that are the life-changing picks from our guests on the call today so alcidian group alc and ostco healthcare ahc if you'd like to listen to their full explanation of course you can go back and listen or re-watch today's episode of the call and as i said it's a series that kashi's been doing throughout the week kara so yeah if you're ready to have your life
1: changed (laughs) uh you know where to go Sounds good. What's on tomorrow? I think the data docket is pretty quiet for the rest of the week when it comes to Australia. As we said, a focus on those minutes when it comes to the US. Uh, But really, it's a bit of a lull heading into the end of the week. Yeah,
0: it's... (laughs) Sort of is going with the theme, isn't it? Quiet it around quiet, here these days. Yes. I mean, we miss the buzz in our studios. Obviously, we miss the buzz out on the streets. Um, look, a lot of people have opposing views as to this lockdown in New South Wales, yes. how it's going, whether we could have avoided this extra week if we'd gone harder earlier. Uh, regardless, it is what it is. Our kids will be remote learning next week I'll be in the office constantly (laughs) 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 I'm out I'm tapped out I've had a couple days with the kids I love them but okay um so energy we will be watching energy with much interest tonight uh otherwise I mean I'm, I'm just I think it's been a pretty pretty impressive performance coming through I mean the banks were all negative to start the day they finished quite strong with CBA up by seven tenths of a percent CSL up by one percent by the end of the day uh, who knows what will happen tomorrow, but uh, a lot of that will be dictated, you got to think, by the Global Central Bank.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've got Carl Rodder on the trade tomorrow. He's mm-hmm. from IG. Uh, so we're going to do a bit of a sentiment special and see what's, what's happening out there when it comes to the traders. Where are they putting their money? Uh, are they long, specific uh, underlying instruments going into these uh, uh, big event risks? Um, it'll be interesting to see where they're putting the money when it comes to the greenback.
0: I'm looking forward to speaking to Bob Desmond from Evans and Partners. He always gives us uh, some global companies that we need to have on our radar. And Alistair McLeod will be making sense of FOMC, no doubt. That's at 10 o'clock a.m. But it all kicks off early, 8.30, well, early-ish, I suppose. Um, We'll be chatting with Larry Shover from the States and also uh getting a look into a small cap uh sayona i don't even know what that is it's a lithium miner so i'm looking forward to finding out more about that and it's working in canada i mean
1: it to to two checks <laughs> 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 um should we give it a call it a day yeah seventh of the seventh done
0: all right looking forward to tomorrow car have a good one you too